1: Hi, this is Bob Gruen, rock and roll photographer from New York, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs. With host Martin Popov. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin.
0: Welcome back once again to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the fine folks at Pantheon. Um, We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, available on Spotify, iTunes, Podbay, all kinds of good places, over 40 other podcast platforms. Okay, so this episode, um, this is episode 41, so we're in our 40s now. Um, Episode 41 is called Jason Bonham. Okay, very simple, but stick with me. This is going to be entertaining because this is a guy who has done a lot of cool stuff. And also this episode brings up a philosophical sort of concept that I've talked about many times. It's a controversial thing, um, but in this case... You know, it involves a son and a dad, and this is the idea. (laughs) So I run into a lot of problems with this one, trouble with this one, definitely. Um, so, you know, I've, I've often said that, uh, you know, just when I'm in a surly mood or whatever, that Jason Bonham is twice the drummer that dad ever was, um. You know, it's it's a contentious thing and, and the problem with this, of course, is this idea of who was there first. I get in I get into trouble when I talk about the likes of Neil Peart or even Jimmy Page for that matter. Um, the idea of you know, when you are a pioneer, you are a pioneer and you need to be uh, recognized for that. But music just like sports records, uh, you know, it it's made to be broken. Uh You know, people are made to jump, jump higher, run faster. um, And this happens in rock and roll, too. So there are all sorts of people that we'll never know the names of who are playing in clubs, who can run rings around, um, you know, all of our legends kind of thing. So this one really is is a problem and it really drives home and there's a sadness to it um, because, of course, John Bonham, uh, you know, is no longer with us. Uh the Great Led Zeppelin drummer and Jason Bonham, his son started started drumming uh I think it was three years old, maybe even two years old um and he's an incredible, incredible drummer, drums like his dad. But he has all sorts of chops of his own and fluidity, and uh, and he's had a remarkable career. So I just wanted to celebrate that career and turn you on to some great records. I mean, you don't have to be uh, into drummers to uh, to enjoy this music that we're going to talk about uh, on this episode. Okay, so let's play our first selection. Uh, take a listen to this. This is Bonham with the Storm. All right. So previous to uh, this great band that he had, uh, you know, a hair metal band, quote unquote, uh, 1989 first album, The Disregard of uh, Timekeeping. This song you just heard is from the second and last album by the band, uh, Mad Hatter, 1992. Uh, named for a a club that uh, that the guys used to frequent in Ibiza, Spain. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, and uh, and also, you know, Mad Hatter. Uh, you know, John Bonham was known to wear his bowler hats. He was, you know, signature hat thing, kind of like a slash thing. And uh, and Jason himself was is has been known for his sartorial sense. Um, but before Jason had this band, he um, he was in a band called Air Race in 1984, kind of like a like an early, uh, not great hair metal band. Um, you know, he's coming from the UK. None of the UK guys can do hair metal. Um, and then, uh, he was in another hair metal band, egregiously hair metal, awful band called Virginia Wolf. Uh, they had an album out in 1986, self-titled, and they put out Push in 1987. Uh, in Betwixt, uh, Jason showed up on Jimmy Page's, um, solo album Outrider in 1988. But yeah, disregard of timekeeping, uh, Uh, we actually played a song off this way back. I think it was actually episode one, uh, Led Zeppelin and hair metal, uh, because this is quite a Led Zeppelin-y sort of, uh, hair metal band. You know, Jason also gets a lot of stick for sticking too close to, uh, to what his dad does, uh. A in drumming and B literally in the bands he's in, and we're going to hear a bit of that as we move on. And how his bands have always had this Led Zeppelin esque uh, quality. He loved his dad. He worshipped his dad. Uh, you know, as a drummer, as well. Um, uh, and and like I say, he 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 plays somewhat like his dad or a fair bit like his dad but as i say as, as you move on in life so many new uh tricks and uh you know get added to the magic box to you, tools to the toolbox and uh you know across this very very impressive catalog that uh, that jason has had you know he's done he's done way more things um uh, that drummers can appreciate uh than his dad ever did again accepting the idea of being a pioneer, doing it first, all those great riffs and hooks and drum parts you can sing and great productions that Jimmy uh, Jimmy and his various engineers were giving uh, John. Uh, so, of course, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't want to oversell this idea, but obviously John Bonham is, is one of the legends of drumming, uh, you know, possibly the number one biggest uh, legend of drumming for, for the most people. Almost like, he's almost like, um, you know, I've I've often said Neil Peart is the Beatles of drummers in terms of singable parts and hooks and all that kind of thing. But John Bonham is almost like the Beatles of drummers in that he is probably the most inspirational drummer uh, on all drummers. I I, I would say, um, you know, a, across various uh, eras. Um, so okay. Um, yeah, you know, the other sad thing about this band, uh, Daniel McMaster from Barrie, Ontario here, just uh, an hour away from where I'm uh, sitting right now talking to you in Toronto, um, sadly died in 2008 at the age of 39 of, uh, of, a, of an infection. Uh, I, I believe it was some sort of a respiratory uh, infection, but he was the lead singer on the two Bonham albums. Uh, And like I say, they're great albums. The first one, a little more conservative. Um, The one you heard, the song from The Storm, a little more stretching out, a little more atmospheric. Uh, It's 1992. This is in the hair metal try harder years. Uh, You know, this, this is, past its due date almost as a band but they give it the old college try and do this pretty pretty creative cool album alright so moving on let's listen to another song Uh, this is the Jason Bonham band with Drown In Me take a listen right. So this uh, this is a record that a lot of people don't know. And this is some of the pleasure of doing this podcast is to, uh, you know, proselytize and turn people on to cool albums. So he made this uh, this album, you know, full studio album of new songs called When You See the Sun uh, in 1997. And I do believe I rated it as my favorite album of all of 1997. Uh, Also, at the time, he did an album called In the Name of the Fathers, the Zep set, uh, also 97, like I say, Um, you know, and just Zeppelin covers with this band. But this band was really cool because it had this kind of hotshot, rock and rolly, tall, good looking guy, Charles West singing. And, you know, in a way, again, it's another Rubber Plant just like Daniel McMaster was in other Robert Plant. So there there is this uh, you know stigma and stick and and thing you can say slightly negative about Jason in these bands is that you know he's really kind of building a Led Zeppelin around him sort of thing. But um this album when you see the sun you know, I really loved because it was uh, it was very Zeppelin-esque. It was quite atmospheric. It really felt like the next step on from Mad Hatter. You know, this is five years later, and it literally felt like the next Bonham album uh, taking that next step. It had a little bit of... Um, of not so much like it was very very clean and well recorded it didn't have you know a grunge dirtiness to it but it had a grunge sort of searching sort of sound garden-y um you know a sense of daring and creativity to it i i thought it was just a really cool album uh i noticed it's not available on spotify either but you can you can hear i don't know how much of it you can hear on youtube but uh this song definitely uh is on youtube um so yeah, that was cool. And I remember interviewing, uh, Jason Ford at the time, you know, when you see the sun is a bit of a pun on when you see the sun S O N. Uh, so here we are seeing the son of John Bonham, uh, on, uh, on this, uh, on this pretty cool record. And I also remember around this time, you know, I might've mentioned this in episode one as well, but I was just so impressed. I, I got to see, uh, Jason do a drum clinic at the opera house, uh, you know, famous small theater type venue here in Toronto. It was very cold, uh, uh, it's always cold in there but this is during the day these these things are and I, I believe it was the fall um but yeah he did this great drum clinic and uh and absolutely at that point you know i was sold already but he sold me uh, literally on figuring this is one of the greatest drummers of all time and and the kind of greatest drummer of all time that even snobs that would say oh it's all about feel man um you know it's not about how many notes you can play well Jason's a guy who can play all those notes, and also has incredible, incredible feel. Like the the guy's sense of groove is just is just he's he's just so musical, and he plays a set, you know, somewhat like his dad. It's not this big monster crazy set like a like a Neil Peart or a Nigel Glockler from Saxon. I've got Saxon on the brain right now because I just finished a Saxon book. It's at the printer, Um, but. but yeah, so he has this really cool, old-school, intuitive kind of set with big drums, just really rich-sounding set all the time. Okay, so let's, uh, let's take a break right now, and, and we shall be right back. But yeah, let's, uh, let's hear from our sponsors. Okay, so back again, History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. This is episode 41, Jason Bonham. Uh, let's take a listen to another uh, slice of music here. This is UFO with Mr. Freeze. I can hear my mother's
1: call Give me a cat
0: So this represents another part of Jason's uh, oeuvre. This idea where he he can and will show up in various classic rock groups uh, from time to time. He's uh, you know he's also famously uh, drummed for Foreigner he's uh, he's also done uh things with Ann and Nancy Wilson from Heart. Um but he was in UFO um just for a brief time. Uh you know, who wouldn't want Andy Parker to come back and that's what happened after this and Andy's been with the band ever since, which is really cool. Um so yeah, Andy Parker uh, came came back into the band. Um but um Jason was on this one album You Are Here. You know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of this later era of UFO. I find it a little stodgy, bluesy, not hooky, not European enough, not nimble enough. Uh there's just kind of like a big caveman y feel uh to UFO uh in these uh, in these Vinnie Moore years. Let's call it what it is. It's it's essentially the Vinnie Moore era. And I don't know if it's Vinnie's writing or Phil imposing his writing upon Vinnie uh or his tastes, which, you know, in latter years when I interviewed Phil he he really did kind of want to dig more into his uh, gunslinger blues kind of roots right so so everything's kind of like big and humorless humorless music although he's just as humorous or even more humorous uh with his lyrics um yeah funny band but so um so Jason is drumming on this one album You Are Here and you know he doesn't particularly distinguish himself on this record but he totally distinguishes himself I wanted to pick UFO because he's on the Showtime uh live DVD and there's there's live in the studio footage on there uh you know watch him on YouTube do love to love he is he is just a monster on this on this Showtime playing these classic old UFO songs. Again, this is where you get to see how great a drummer he is. This is not music he's written, but he's in there interpreting and just bringing these UFO songs to to life, uh, proving what an amazing uh, drummer he is. Okay, so moving on, we have uh, take a listen to this Black Country Communion with Beggarman. Right, so this is from the 2010 debut, Black Country Communion. You know, over time, over the drama of Joe Bonamassa, you know, really feeling he he's kind of a careerist guy. He's feeling that his solo career uh, is uh, is earning him more money. Let's say let's say what it is. Uh, it's a little bit like a Gary Moore career, where Gary Moore had this uh, surprise uh, life as a bluesman and a pretty good uh, career. You know, kicking off with Still Got the Blues, and he made all these blues albums. So Joe. Joe is always ambivalent about a uh, black country communion. Um I just loved this band. I mean, there are <laughs> Jason's been in bands that um you know seem to imitate led zeppelin well this is a band that i always talk from the from the moment i heard them through all these records i used to say this is the next led zeppelin they could have been they are superstars um you know you've got glenn hughes on vocals highly prolific great singer great guy great attitude you know back from the dead back from his uh, drug addiction cocaine and stuff in the mid 80s uh with uh with black sabbath and tony iomi um but then he then he started making all these solo albums. He's been all, in all these great band situations. But this is the big, big, really, really cool band uh, that he had. So you had a, you had Joe Bonamassa again. You know this great guitarist, rootsy guitarist with a with a blues with a blues feel. But um, they're making heavy classic rock in this band. You've got Derek Sherinian, just a utilitarian guy that can do anything. He's been in prog bands, Dream Theater. He's played you know keyboards for Kiss. Um, uh, he's got his own solo albums, Planet X. Um, so yeah, he's a great guy to have in a band, any band. Um, and so they're all, they're all writing up a storm, doing this great, great material. Uh, you know, and I always thought, I, I remember around this time, um, you know, there's a, Cactus had an album called Five, this reunion album, and, and there was this big tag around the new classic rock. And, you know, a buddy of mine, Randy Pratt, you know, he had his band, The Lizards, he was in Cactus. Um, and, uh, you know and and the lizards were this cool new classic rock sort of band bobby rondinelli on drums and stuff so around this time you had you had this randy pratt axis um, with Lizards and Cactus, you had Black Country Communion. And I felt that you also had right in here doing some of the best music of their career, Mr. Big and Europe. And I always I remember talking about at the time how there's this new quality of classic rock, which again, you know, almost gave life to the magazine called Classic Rock, where where, you know, there were these new bands coming up playing in the old style. But at that time, you know, I wasn't jaded or old enough to to um, diss the new classic classic rock. Now, ten years later, when there are really young guys doing this and looking like hippies and acting like hippies, you know, I I chafe at it and I don't really care. There's also the you know the super groups doing it. Your your sons of uh sons of Apollo and um what what are they called? Dead whatever daisies. You know, those the, these um these bands that are um are super groups um who who, you know, all came together from this uh from their various hard rock backgrounds and are doing uh, uh this this kind of music but but are still kind of elders at it, if you know what I mean. Uh you know, it's really no different than Mr. Big or Europe. It's just that there are configurations of supergroups doing it. So that that I still love and I and I can still appreciate, but but I I'm just too old to listen to, you know, 23-year-olds tell me what it was like in the 70s right um but black country communion was was just the great the great hope of uh, of all this stuff and 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 it's a pity they you know they the drama wasn't there and they and they haven't keeping on you know kept on making lots of albums granted though you know to get four albums out since 2010 is is a is a pretty good accomplishment and they got a live album as well and and all their material is is like dramatic and frantic and and um you know, overplaying or just great playing, like a lot of chops, a lot of hot, hot playing. And, you know, you've you've got this emoting singer in Glenn Hughes. You know, a lot of people complain that he emotes too much, that he's a bit of a ham, uh, you know, um, but you know if he's hamming it up on here so is jason i mean jason some of jason's greatest performances uh, are all over these black country communion albums and what you love about it of course is that it's it's original so i think i i would i would venture to say that the hottest performances that we get out of jason period uh, on his on original material are across these black country communion albums you know and i want to mention um you know before i move on just in case i i forget i don't want to forget um, you know, one of the cool things about Jason as well is that, uh, so May 14th, 88, um, he plays with the Led Zeppelin guys, uh, 40th anniversary celebration, um, uh, April 28th, 1990. Wow, that's my birthday. Interesting. Um, so he, he played, uh, wedding reception, uh, with the guys, big deal. Um, but the big one, uh, on, uh, September, uh, 12th, it was announced, uh, here I am, you know, you're, you're catching me reading something, but anyways, December, December 07, uh, you know, the big one, uh, Jason goes and plays the oh two 2 concert with Led Zeppelin, big, massive concert, comes out of the celebration day DVD, you know, and I want to say something about this. I mean, it's, it's kind of, um, it's, it's not a good look on the Led Zeppelin guys. I often find there is this animosity that goes on and you, and you, You know, you worry uh, that that some of it is ego. Some of it is looking at Jason and feeling that he's, you know, possibly that he has spent a lot of his career copying his dad's chops and being in bands that were Led Zeppelin-esque. Maybe they're looking at that a little bit. You know, and then there's always the stuff about um, keeping the news tight, but maybe Jason might have gone and said some news at the odd times, and that ticks them off. Um, You know, maybe Jason feels more uh you know maybe they're looking at jason and saying this guy is more the musician than than either of us are i certainly robert is no is no longer the singer he used to be and jimmy is no longer the guitarist he used to be or keeping up with how good uh bands can be john paul jones is another matter he is a consummate musician but you know let's face it i mean jason probably was the greatest musician on stage uh that night and maybe they look at this and and maybe they're you know maybe they're sort of like reflecting on on their age and their and their loss of their edge and they're seeing this young guy who's amazing you know they might be looking at him saying wow he is better than dad ever was or they might be looking at him and saying Where's where's John? Who is this guy? You know, I mean there's all sorts of weird thoughts that I'm sure uh, go through their heads. Um, you know, a, along with the whole idea that uh, you know, they're they're probably always they've always grappled with this idea of uh we put Led Zeppelin to rest. We're not supposed to be doing this. So, so it's like it's not really Led Zeppelin, but it's close to Led Zeppelin as it can be. You know, uh, frankly, I I would have loved if um Led Zeppelin would have found a way to continue on and we'd have another another eight or ten Led Zeppelin albums. Wouldn't that have been something? But instead we got an amazing career out of Robert Plant can't say we got much from the other guys um of of great value but with robert plant we got um, you know i've i've often said that uh, his second album principle of moments is is one of the top five greatest albums ever made of all time by anybody and i i love a lot of his solo material so robert did a lot of stuff he's been a fearless explorer he's made i don't know how many how many studio albums do you think he's made 15 uh, lots um So, uh, that's, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, this is just another feather in, in Jason's uh, cap every but every uh, you know every reviewer every critic said Jason was amazing on the night and Jason was was really firing that band egging them on pushing them forward uh, he's a huge huge part of why that concert is amazing and why that DVD is amazing uh, okay so our last selection on the day um, let's take a listen to this and we'll discuss this is California Breed with Midnight Oil. <laughs> All right, so here we have, you know, I remember interviewing the guys uh, for this album at the time. This is 2014. By the way, uh, just, to, just to go back on the dates. Um, so yeah, our first selection was 92. Our second selection was 97. UFO, uh, that was from 2004, the you Are, you Are Here album. Then we skipped up to 2010 for the debut, Black Country Communion. Now we're at 2014. So I am going chronological for you guys here. So this is an album that came and went. You know, God love them. Glenn Hughes, As Usual, was so enthusiastic about this band we're going to be the greatest you know this this is the coolest thing to happen you know and it it had kind of a crappy album cover it was it was kind of like a a lower down uh, release in terms of uh, you know record label and distro um but what you had with this band was uh you had Glenn Hughes on vocals and bass of course he's a bassist um you had Andrew Watt kind of an unknown younger guy on guitar uh, and and backing vocals, and then you had Jason Bonham on drums. So what you have is a is a power trio, and um, you know everybody I know who I who I highly respect as music fans loved this album. I loved it when it came out too. I thought it was really cool. And uh, and what it is is a kind of um, kind of a daring grungy psychedelic version of Black Country Communion. I mean it's uh, it's. It's distorted. There's weird stuff going on, but there's a lot of chops. Um, it is a power trio. You can feel the heat of a power trio band. Um, but like many, you know, things in Glenn Hughes' life, there's bad luck comes along, and uh, and things don't happen. I mean, this is another band I would have loved to have seen uh you know make uh make lots more records and i remember interviewing glenn at the time i mean half half the time we spent you know him ruining um you know uh Kind of, kind of dissing and being annoyed at Joe Bonamassa for you know at this time uh, was definitely one of those down times where we weren't getting any Black Country Communion albums. I mean, I, I think it was basically that was on the rocks. Joe didn't want to do it. He wanted to do his solo career, which again, you know. He he is this cool cult figure. He really knows how to sell himself. He's a solo artist, so it's configured that he gets to keep more of the money. All of that kind of stuff. Um, he 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 can really uh, he can really project and do his own art. He's not part of a band. He is it's his name on the marquee. He's a guitarist. Guitarist. He's he's a purist. So yeah, he he has this great solo career. And and I remember it literally. It it almost felt like Cal- California Breed was like okay. I I I've got I've got all these ants in my pants to be this a massive massive cool next Led Zeppelin and I can't do it because my guys are not being a band for me I got to go off and do this other band um, so yeah it's I mean it's basically two thirds two thirds of the band is black country communion but it's a very different band but still in the same kind of frantic cool fearless creative spirit of uh, of black country communion um that's it for our songs you know i did want to mention uh, just a couple other things about jason bonham so he's he's obviously done lots and lots of shows as this jason bonham's led zeppelin evening you know it's it's not a particularly creative thing but you get to you get to you know celebrate the, um, the Led Zeppelin catalog, and you also get to see this great, great drummer. Um, he's also been part of uh, The Circle... Which I thought was a big disappointment. This is uh this is the Sammy Hager led band with Michael Anthony, so you get half of Van Halen uh, in this band. You've got Jason Bonham and then you've got Sammy's right hand man on guitar, Vic Johnson, who's been, you know, with the with the Wabaritas. Is that what they're called? Wabaritas. Uh, yeah, all that whole time. Um, so so this is, you know, this is his one of his other side bands. I, I don't know, man. Sammy, God love Sammy. You know, I've I've interviewed him so many times I grew up listening to all his music you know he's got this great great history but I've always felt that there's this thing where he's kind of like just the just the kind of the vanilla John Cougar of hard rock right he's he's just kind of like his his Strat he's straddling too many things and he's and he's just in a in some weird way he's not a great lyric writer he's not a great music writer even though he's a guitarist you know you put out that many records and you're gonna find all sorts of things you do love across the catalog. he's a great singer um but just something about the the you know the the grand total mass of his catalogs. They're just always leaving something wanting. I don't know. I mean, I I thought the 1013 album was was a real highlight of his. I thought the F.U.C.K. album with Van Halen was a real highlight. Um, But there are so many... uh, parts of the Sammy catalog that just leave me frustrated and and I thought this uh you know this the circle situation uh wasn't that great you know I didn't think chicken foot was that great um so yeah that's it's kind of a low point but but you know I I do want to uh you know reiterate and wrap up with the idea that um uh, this guy that we're celebrating with this episode has been part of so many great records and uh and he's one of my favorite drummers uh of all time and uh I won't go back into the comparisons with Dad there's no point doing that um but yeah this this is a guy though that has you know his main inspiration his main influence is dad a lot lot of drummers uh their main um well you know as i've said earlier i mean he's he's the beatles of drummers in that respect but uh, you know, a, quite a few drummers also, rather than just take the abstract ins- inspiration of the guy, the god, the guy in Led Zeppelin. You know, quite a few drummers have uh, have taken on um, a lot of his qualities as well. Um, off the top of my head, I'm forgetting all of them except for the great Frankie Benelli. You know, um, you know, struggling with cancer right now, uh, but Frankie's done some amazing things that are very Zeppelin-esque um, with his uh, with his style. Um, so there you go. That's it. History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 41, Jason Bonham. You can go to our Facebook page uh, for this and comment away. Um, you know, I'm in there uh, commenting back. Um, you know, it's funny. I've, I've mentioned so many times there. I, I get so many great ideas, but, but I'm lazy in a way. But it's not exactly laziness, but I do want to do lots and lots of episodes where it's stuff that I really kind of intrinsically know without having to do a lot of extra research. So it just comes out of me, you know, fast, rapid fire um, and and hopefully with some interesting concepts and insights. Um, But I I do get a lot of cool. (laughs) I get a lot of suggestions where it's like. Wow three out of five of these I can talk about at length but the other two I'm gonna they're gonna be short they're gonna be difficult and I'm gonna have to research them so that's that's a shortcoming on my part I'm sure we're gonna get to more episodes where I do have to research a lot um, but yeah you go to the Facebook you can go to my regular Facebook you can go to my public person Facebook thing you can email me directly at p at inforamp.net. you can go to my website martinpopoff.com where all my books that are in print I do have a supply in my office I sign and mail them out directly from here even with uh, with the situation right now um, as I'm talking about this with uh, with the virus and lockdowns in most countries my supply chain you know knock wood for the moment is not broken and I am still able to uh, send books out all around the world. So there you go. Thanks again for listening to this episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. We shall see you again next time.
1: Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at rnrarchaeology. Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.